The Bible tells us to train the child in the way that they should go. It doesn't say force the child. It doesn't say remind the child. Mm. It doesn't say beat the child over the head until it happens. Well, it's train, baby. This is this this is the way to go. You choose what you do. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Dads on Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Ashford, man. And as always, finally back after missing an episode, uh, KB, Mr. Kevin Berganz. How you doing, bro? What's up, baby? One time for Josh, baby. The double Josses, baby. Dads on Purpose, yeah podcast Bro, always I'm excited clip, to be here i'm gonna clip that thing up <laughs> <laughs> and loop it and just loop it over and over that, that's gonna be a real i'm gonna put that on my on my tiktok <laughs> Bro, i would i really wish like i part of me wishes i could just release this whole episode since we've been recording for 20 minutes already um <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, anything I said before we started, I said... Oh, yeah, before. we can't release so. that. Never mind. I forgot. That was That's G14 classified. That's <laughs> it, G14. it don't bother me at all. <laughs> I'm really the way it goes, so... <laughs> nah, we, we ain't going to do it. Uh, man, we got Melanated Daddy back on the set. What's good, bro? What's going on, family? How y'all doing? I, I love the, the mini. The mini. <laughs> yes, yes. What's going on, family? Oh, man. Uh, Josh, update us, man, because apparently Kev told me I got to ask for an update because apparently you didn't have locks and now you do, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't even know that. But the people on the podcast land, they can't see you, so talk to them. Before uh, before this time, last time we spoke, I, I wasn't a business owner yet, mm-hmm. uh, so I am now the owner and operator of Dad Doula Trademark LLC. You did? <laughs> I am a we got to we got to get some sound effects. We got to get some real ones because my sound effects aren't good enough. I'm not saying they're not good enough, but we you know what I'm saying we can get some sound effects. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but when you have Kev, he is the sound effect. It's kind of like <laughs> you just let him do it, and you save yourself the time and the hassle. Or or we what's gonna happen is we're gonna get some sound effects. It ain't gonna be nothing but Kev on there anyways. Exactly. Just doing different sound effects. You override the sound effects. He's like, oh no, no, no. I'm saying like when you hit the button, it's gonna it's gonna be Kev. Like, <laughs> do I want a short one? Do I want a long one? What, what's one? Medium, medium for this one. Oh, <laughs> um, Josh, go I ahead. am I am a birth companion for fathers as they prepare themselves uh to go through all four trimesters of birth. So I have a course. Uh, I teach them what each trimester brings. I teach them how to advocate for themselves, but I also teach them mm. how to support the woman birthing that baby, regardless of the relationship. Because your duty to her is also your duty to that baby. So uh, mm. that's what I started that. Um, me and the wife have officially been married a year now. Um, you know, going through this. this what thing the sound effects, married. Kev? Oh, I, you... you um. <laughs> <laughs> The one time he had, I, 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 I thought it was but we were going through it. Like I was I letting know. him get yeah. through. Like, <laughs> um, what else? Uh, going back to school. Mm-hmm. So got to got to get that right. Uh, back in ministry, got to get that right. So it's, yeah. it's it's a lot going on. You know, I'm just my, I'm just letting God open doors, and I'm just walking. Y'all got more kids? No, we're done. I, I, well, I, <laughs> 
Josh, um, tell me a little bit about the advocating for dads. Like, how how do dads advocate, or where do dads need to advocate? Like, Mm. I I like that. Everywhere. Uh, Uh, That's not a good enough answer, sir. I'll answer that question (laughs) with a story. Uh, My wife was dealing with mastitis with baby love, who's now one. And so, wait, she was pregnant last night. That's the clots, right? That's the milk clots. Yes. So the clots of the breast for the the ducks. Yeah. And painful. I'm talking about, and mind you, we don't know what that feels like, but it's painful. She was in tears. So I was like, hell no, we got to go. And they told my wife in the ER, you cannot breastfeed your baby due to COVID. So it's clogged. It hurts. The only thing I want to do is release it, but you won't let me. Mm. So I called my doula on the phone and said, look, we got two options. I'm going to go in here and act a plum ass fool, <laughs> or I'm going to go in here and act a plum ass fool. Which one do you want me to do? And she laughed and said, advocating is fine. If you got to get kicked out, do what you got to do. We went in there, and I had the baby with me, and I sat at the registration desk because they wouldn't let me in. Mm. Mind you, at this time, I was an employee of this same exact hospital. Mm. And I sat there and I said, you really have two options. You can let me back or I'm going to find my way back. I have a badge. I can get back there. What you want to do? They let me back. And my wife is literally in pain, pleading to feed our baby. My baby is crying. She's hungry. My wife is full, engorged in pain. I sat back, I called Leanne, I said, Leanne, I need you to give me some polite words to say. Otherwise, this ain't going to end well. I spoke. They looked at me. They let her feed. After that, we got our medication. I said, let's go before I kill her. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, you can because <laughs> it, it, it's true, right? Because realistically speaking, during a pandemic does not take away her rights as a mother to feed her baby. Amen. Right. So I don't, I don't care what's going on. The natural right of a mother to feed her child and they wouldn't listen to her. They had to see all six foot three of me to let it happen. Mm. It didn't make sense. So I tell men in every situation, advocate. But before you can advocate, you have to know what your partner wants for you to advocate for. Oh, that's good. So, right you, so you have mm-hmm. to have those conversations. You have to be. I don't care what the dynamic. I was, of the I was about to say, what if they don't tell us what they want? Guess what? That's our job to find it out, right? And this is what I mean by that. My wife would often tell me she wants grits. I want grits. I want grits. I want grits. Baby, didn't grits lead to that mastitis? Oatmeal. Oatmeal? It was oatmeal, y'all, not grits. Grits was me. (laughs) Okay, grits is me. Oatmeal is her. You put sugar in your grits? No. I like savory grits. I do. My wife likes sugar in the grits. Okay. Anyways, back to the story. That was just a question. I'm like a Cajun shrimp and grits guy. So I like Ooh, my them good too. savory. Yeah, I need yeah. savory. I like both of them. I can eat both. It don't matter to me, but I prefer. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay, back to it. Um, she want grits. She want grits. She want oatmeal. She want oatmeal. Oatmeal, oatmeal, oatmeal. I said, baby, the oatmeal led to that mastitis every time. Yeah. Well, well, I still, no. I love you. No. And she had to find some else to eat for breakfast because we're not going to go through this. Advocating doesn't mean. It feels good all the time. Mm. Advocating just means I won't let you put yourself in a situation you can't get out of. That's so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna advocate for you regardless of how much you don't like me right now, because I need you to be okay. Mm. Now let, let's flip it. Right now she's advocating for me to lose weight, and I fight it mm. tooth and nail. Hey babe, we gotta we gotta get this right. Eh. As soon as it's done, we're going to work out. 
We got the little Apple Fitness joint. We're going to go get out. I don't want to, mm. but I understand why I'm doing it. Bro. So because I understand the why, and my wife was like, look, I'm not going to shut up until you do it. Okay, let's do it then. Shit. Mm. Let's do it. Let's go. So because of that, right, advocating is a two-way street. Mm. So I teach men. Bro, that, that really I'm takes commitment. Like, hella commitment. I don't know another word, but that takes hella commitment on both parts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because that that is, yeah, that's... I mean, marriage does too, obviously, but yeah. to 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 be committed and and to advocate on that level, and I don't even know why I'm saying on that level because I I feel like that should be the norm, but I know should, in my house that ain't should be, yeah, I know, and I know in my house that ain't, because <laughs> I look, I'm like, hey, uh, I'm I'm you know what I'm saying, I, I'm getting a little chunky, you know what I'm saying, and and uh, my wife has said something about her weight before, and I'm like, hey, well, we just need to work out. She's like, oh well, you know what. Let's have this. You know, they got patty pies at the church, so we can go ahead. We can have one. You know what I'm saying? We can have one. But in reality, that's that's not what it should be. It should mm-hmm. be more like, you know, no I'm, people yeah, on the podcast can't see what I just did, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love that too because you, you I never thought about advocating for someone for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the and whole that's point. what I just heard. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I just heard is she's not just advocating for you for like rights or for like she's advocating for you for yourself, for your health. And to that, live. you know, we think about advocating. We think about like because of somebody else is trying to approach mm-hmm. us or do something to us. But we never think about, oh, man, I you're advocating for me for to do better for me. And. That's another that's another cool way to think about accountability. And I think that's that's I think that's why we don't see it a lot, Josh. And 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 it's not normal because I think sometimes we're afraid of accountability, right? Because we don't know what hell yeah. But what but uh, <laughs> but we don't know, but I also don't believe that we know what I think accountability is construed. Like I don't think that there's a because I think accountability is loving. Mm-hmm. But I think there's accountability that's also harmful and mean. And I think that's the accountability we're used to is the anger, the the mean, instead of the loving side. Like, hey, I love you. I love you. I don't think I'm- that's accountability, though. Go like ahead. That mean side. Like yeah. when, when you when you paying someone to uh, what's the word? It starts with a D, but like the de- de- human degrade you thank you golly yeah when you paying somebody to degrade you like i don't know if that's advocating like for you i feel like an advocate in the sense of a word is someone that is supporting you Mm -hmm. like how you support me when you sitting there beating me down like you Mm -hmm. you're not you're not supporting my self-esteem you're not supporting anything like all you worried about is the goal which necessarily isn't supporting yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know so we we had a the reason advocating is so big in our household is because we had a real conversation. And in this real conversation, Mr. Kevin often hear me say iron sharpens iron. In any relationship, you have to be okay with a certain level of conflict. Yep. If you're not okay with conflict, you can't advocate. Mm-hmm. Because realistically speaking, what I'm telling you, I'm advocating for you. Perfect example. If you have a loved one who is on their deathbed, and they don't want to make the changes to live because they don't want to change who they are fundamentally. My job as an advocate, and because I love you, is I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you may not like what I'm putting you through, but I'm, I'm going to push you to live. Mm-hmm. Advocating 
has to be something that feels so strongly about it because if you don't do it in certain cases, it can lead to death. Mm. So in certain, and, and this is really extreme, right? I'm just yeah. get it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when we come to the point of advocating, even for my, my wife have to often tell me, Josh, relax, don't, don't stop. You finna say something to this dude crazy. You stop, it ain't worth it. He looked at you, mm, baby, relax. Yeah, you, you're too advocating. big to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I go off, bro, it's crazy, right? <laughs> when she advocates in that manner, it's literally, baby, I'm fighting for you so you don't have to stop. You mm-hmm. know, I'm fighting for you so you don't have to. That's good. Right? And my wife had to had to drill into me because because um, advocating, aka correction, always had a negative connotation for me. Why? Always. Because my the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. So correction for my mother was always to tear you down. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. never a build up session. You ain't never gonna be good enough. Stop, just stop doing the homework. Go 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 jump off a bridge. Like these are things oh. I'm told, right? So if I went through the history of my mother with y'all, y'all would hate the woman when I got done. Mm-hmm. But the difference is because I serve a God who gives grace, I've had to learn how to give it. it sucks because I don't want to, but Ooh. I've had to learn how to. Um, that's good. And, I'm about to say, we're not and, we're not talking about grace because that's the whole topic. Grace hurts too. We ain't going there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had to, with the help of my wife, had to retrain my thinking. Mm-hmm. So when my wife brings the issue to me, is not. Oh, you suck as a person. Is baby, I'm your teammate. I mm-hmm. love you. Mm-hmm. Can we sharpen this area real quick? Mm-hmm. I think we sharpen this area would be good. I think okay. that I think that's really good because I think a lot of women want to don't understand why a lot of men aren't acceptable to what the correction. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's because for a lot of men, our correction has came from a black woman, and. And some, and if it's uh, corporal punishment, right? So mm-hmm. it's like um, our our correction has came from a woman all this time, and it has been a negative condensation of this, you know, punishment. And then mm-hmm. as I get older, and I can say I don't really want to deal with that, then mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it, you know. Instead of saying, "Hey, let me work through this," but since I've already been through this, I got to start explaining it. So I think that's really, really key bro like what you're saying is just like man my relationship with my mom and I, I think for a lot of especially like if you're a single guy being raised by a woman mm-hmm. everything negative is coming from the woman and mm-hmm. nothing is coming from a guy and 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 not even in the, in out of hate or hatred it's out of mm-hmm. love trying to make sure they do right but mm-hmm. they don't know the damage that they're putting into the person <laughs> as they do the yo Kev, Kev peep this though I'm gonna I'm a make it even more Plainer, plain, 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 more plain. I don't know, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm going to make it more simple. Uh, <laughs> it, it could, because I, I, I've been, uh, Kev, who are you talking to? Are you talking to, oh, you talking to kids? Okay. He muted his mic. I didn't know who he was talking to. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but listen, so uh, my wife and I, we, we've been rereading uh, the five love languages. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think, our, our typically our primary love language is that which we didn't receive when for we were mama. kids. Mm-hmm. And so for me, mine's quality time. And, and I thought about this the other day and I was like, yo, I spent a lot of time as a kid um, at home by myself. Like I spent a lot of time and now my primary love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, for, I, and I don't, I don't know if this is true for you, but yours might be words of affirmation. 
because you didn't get those. I'm talking to Josh. Um, you might not have gotten those. Uh, what? No. What is yours? No, yours is uh, I'm quality, quality time, right? Time and I'm physical touch. Yeah, I, I remember this one because we talked mm-hmm. about this with your daughters. Hey, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you was, you was like, you quality time. But, but like you said, it, it's two things. Either you didn't get it or if you had a loving relationship, it's what she exhibited the most. Mm-hmm. It's one or two. So yeah. for me, my mother, the only touch I got was physical hitting me. There wasn't any kisses, hugs. That, that wasn't her. Yeah. Um, And then on the other end, the only time I had her is when she was cussing me out or taking us on vacation to fix it after mm-hmm. we went through that. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy. We knew a vacation was coming because it was right after a moment that she did something crazy to us. Mm. It was always the same way. She would come in. I'll never forget. Parent teacher conference came in and my mom was a principal. And I'm talking about cussed us out from left to right, up and down. Cussed us out because a parent at the parent teacher conference cussed her out. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. came home and took it out on us. Yeah. Four days later, pack your bags. We're going to Disney World. Me and my brother, like, I don't want to go nowhere with you. <laughs> I was like, boy, I can't wait for her to cuss us out again. Where are we going <laughs> but, next? I'm, I'm but, but, I pro- but I promise you, that's how that was a cycle. Yeah, you know, right? yeah, yeah. And then when we would get to Disney World or when we would get to uh, Chula Vista, California, or wherever we went, me and my brother went everywhere together and left her behind. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because I. D- you're not present Monday through Friday. Don't be present on this trip. Yeah. And it's hard to have a relationship with somebody that... That wasn't there. Like, legit. And so, and even to this day, when my mother is trying to build with my grandkids, with her grandkids, it's, hey, Josh, can can I... You can get them. Yeah. You got to build with them differently than how you built with us. Build with me. Yeah. Yeah. And and my wife was like, Josh, you got to let go of that anger. There is a bit of resentment there. You can show up (laughs) as a bomb grandma. But you was a track. Where were you? Yeah. Where where was this attentiveness to yeah. the kids? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I get it. My love language are literally a direct correlation of what my mother did not give me. But on the flip side, I married a woman who gives it to me. Yeah. So my mama didn't give it to me, but my wife is a nurturer by spirit. That's mm-hmm. good. She can't help it. Yeah. I can do dumb, dumb stuff, baby. It, it's okay. We're gonna work through. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. I, I often look at her like, "But well, how are you? Nur- they're wrong. They still need nurturing, Josh. No, they're wrong. Like, they need to be put on timeout. No, they need love. What is it? And, and I and I sit back and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense until I see their reaction to her. Hmm. And when I tell you, as crazy as my kids are. They come to me for the same love and affection that their mama has set the bar for mm. because she set the bar. Mm. I was a drill sergeant when I came in this house. Yeah. This is what you finna do. This is what it mm. is. And my wife looked mm. me dead in my face and said, baby, you finna lose her. You might want to stop. Yeah. Dead to my dead to my face. That one right there ain't taking that. So you gotta figure something out. Yeah. And then that's when the love language conversation came in. Cause I had that's to get her kids. Cause she had already did the groundwork. I can't come yeah. in and rewrite Rome when Rome's been written for years. Yeah, I got to jump on board to what's been written. Uh, so yeah, yeah. A, a lot of our, a lot of men carry issues with black women, especially as black men, because our first heartbreak was our mamas. Yep. Absolutely. And we got to be real about that. Our first heartbreak. My first heartbreak was my mom. Yep. Mm. That's good. And, and it's the first heartbreak that still hasn't been atoned for. Hmm. You, I'm Bruh, I, hey, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty because I. I mean, I, and I've told my mom this before. Like, I don't. I don't know if my mom was my first heartbreak, but uh, we, 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 we didn't had our we didn't had our issues. 
And I recognize that, like, yo, we need to talk about this. Yeah. And my mom is the type of person she she literally some things happened and she was just like, well, let's just act like this never happened and never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I wrote her a letter. And I was like, yo, we need to talk about this. And she was just like, oh yeah, I got your letter. She was like, that was so beautiful. <laughs> you, you, didn't see, you, you didn't see my call to action at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and so, so it, it's been weird because e- even now, I mean, I'm 30, I'm 30, 34. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, I'm 34 and, and I still, I can sense myself having a grudge with my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and, I, and I, I see my mom like almost every week. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I, it's, it's, it's so weird. And so I don't know if that was my first heartbreak, but I, I feel like that, that when the connection is deeper, the, the, the wound is deeper. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I never try to play it off, mm-hmm. but it's just like, yo, like, how do you heal from that? And so uh, going back to what you said, man, like it, it definitely, uh, I feel like a lot of dudes are definitely cut, um, hurt from their, their mothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I want to say. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and, and it's a connection, right? Uh, rightfully so. Like, man, you, you spend nine months in the stomach, you know, you're born, like you breastfeed for the next eight nine months you know so it's the connection is there i mean i too even though my mom's a great mom you know um there were some Mm. things that i just didn't agree with and some things has happened along the way and as we got older um depending on and another thing about moms and 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 men for me you lost your whole train of thought i had to accept my mom for who she for who she is yeah yes, yeah right so so and the reason why i had to stop there because it's easy for me to say hey man you need to just get i had to really work on stepping back like um josh said he's seen the pattern of his mom so mm-hmm. it was like i'm argue i'm mad at you that we're going mm-hmm. to uh you're know, going on a vacation i had to look at the patterns of my mom mm-hmm. i had to look at the patterns of that and i had to say you know what that's just who my mom is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she had the resources or she knew what she was doing was wrong. Or she knew what she was because I, I even as an older um, person and as a man now, when I'm talking to teen fathers, they're they're so angry at their dad. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. don't know what your dad was dealing with. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know what your dad was going through. And sometimes it takes us to mat- mature and get older to sit back and say, OK, what was my dad going through or what was their life going through? And it's funny. I think I mentioned this on the podcast, like um, uh, what last year, Kendall and I went to Houston, just her and I, and just being able to sit down with my mom and dad, I was just like, yo, tell mm-hmm. me a little bit of, how, mm-hmm. you know, about y'all's yeah. life or how y'all got together. And just to be able to see even more mm-hmm. of what I grew up through. Does it make mm-hmm. sense? And then it has allowed me to even let go of some more stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Okay, I understand that now, but definitely had to say, you know what? My mom is my mom. My mom is who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't change her. Like, yeah. Lord knows I can't change her. Um, and I have to just accept, you know, pray for her and, mm-hmm. you know, and accept her for who, he's, who she is. And that helped me get over some things that, you know, I was like, yeah. there was a few things I was like, man, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna, I don't know how I'm gonna ever get over this. But mm-hmm. once I got to the place where I said, you know what? Look at me now. I'm I'm a great human being. I'm a great father. I'm a great person. I'm a great being. Look what I've been through. It hurt, but I love my family. I love my mom. I love my dad. Now let's get over it and move on. And 
a thing for the thing that I had to do was I created the relationship with my mom that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Like, you know, if I want to talk to her, I talk to her. I created that relationship because yeah. I had to have a, some kind of control. And I think as men, we forget we have control when we think of our parents. We go back into a mindset of that's my parent. But I started saying, you know what? I'm going to call my dad and talk to my dad on these days because I want to have this relationship with my dad. I'm going to call my mom and talk to my mom. And guess what, y'all? When the conversation goes sideways, hey, I love you. Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Well, I I was going to say, though, because we're talking a lot about moms, but I'm like, why do we not hold dads to that same because you, we, we don't hear, and I don't know if it's, Kev, I know you deal with teen fathers. Yeah. Um, you know, that story is more prevalent, I guess, there. But mm-hmm. typically, it, it's always, I don't, and I, I, I don't know another word, so I'm going to just say it and, and get it out, and then we can deal with it. But I don't know why we always, like, villainize the black woman and when when the dad, you know what I mean? Like, we, you know what I'm saying? We don't, I, we don't give him that same... And that I same think, energy. But I think it depends on the household, right? My dad was not the disciplinarian. My dad Well, I'm, I'm just talking about in general. Like, yeah, I, I, if I the think, connection's not there, e- either way it goes. Like, regardless. Like my, my dad was a disciplinarian. My dad and I never really had a close relationship. But yet, I had a closer relationship with my mom, and sh- that went sideways. And whereas my dad, you know, uh, him and I didn't have that greatest relationship. But like I told you before we got on, Kev, like, I have a... I have a half sister that's nine months younger than me, 10 months younger than me. Like, why don't I hold my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can tell you why we as young men put our mothers on pedestals Hmm. and we forget parents in some cases, but for me, I'm talking about Josh. My mother was on a pedestal because you were the only one I had. Mm -hmm. So because there, well, I was, I'm, I'm an adoptee. So you literally adopted me as a single parent. So you're the you you were the epicenter of perfection in my eyes. Mm. Why? Because you didn't birth me, but yet you spoiled me and raised me. Mm-hmm. So I expected a certain level of care. I expected a certain level of grace. I expected gotcha. for you to show up a certain way, and you did it. Now I have since found my biological family. Still don't know that. who my father is. Uh, but I have a sister, my mom, my aunts, my uncles, my grandmother. They're all alive in Jersey. Hey, family. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I had to do it real quick, y'all. Um, and now it's not even an issue of my mother. I love my mother the way that we have conditioned our relationship mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. I now am in a state where where, where was this Negro at? that made yeah. me? So yeah. it, it, it comes. You yeah. get there at some point. But yeah. you first have to deal with the, the 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 demon that's on your back at that time of, I wanted this. Mm-hmm. You 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 promised me in my mind this. What you gave me was this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now for that, I'm upset with you. Yeah. I I feel the way about you. And then once you can close that door, let me open up the next closet full of skeletons and figure out what else is in here. That's so good. now that mm-hmm. I've dealt with the mother stuff, <laughs> right? Now it's okay. Me and my sister talked the other day. I was like, yo, we need to figure out who this dude is. Well, how you want to, we'll figure it out. Let's, I found you on Ancestry. Let's do the other one. Let's figure it out. And and really, and and we had that conversation, right? Yeah. Because she was content with finding me and stopping. I was like, wait, no, because somebody else needs to be held responsible for creating us and just dipping. And for me, it's different. I want, I need to know what you put into me that I'm giving to my children. So Mm -hmm. if you're a diabetic, I need to know that. 
Yeah, yeah. You have this, I need to know that. Yeah. They, yeah. They're going to get it. Yeah. And they deserve to know what they're facing so they can protect themselves. Yeah. Mm. And and I go back to, like, I, I, we just don't hold, we, like you said earlier, Josh, um, the kid, the mother is nurturing, right? Mm-hmm. So if the mother is a nurturer and that, that's what I'm getting all of my zeal from, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm getting, think about that, bro. Like, for most parts in families, we we've allowed those roles to be the dad's the worker, the mom's the nurturer, the dad's mm-hmm. the worker. And so, look, my dad is an awesome dad, but because he's been pushed to just be a worker, he right. never gave me the nurturing. So mm-hmm. I can't. I, I only accept like I only accept the nurturing that he was allowed to give me because yeah. society told him he could only give it to me that way. Right. So I can only hold you accountable for what society said that they can do for what you right. can do for me. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and some people get caught in that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dad's been like, we just, you, we just said it a second ago, dad's being disciplinarians. Why do we have to be the only, like, why is the, the dad, the disciplinarian? And that's, that's it. That's a bad voice, man. That's why. And that, that's, and that's true too. But at the same time, Hey, my wife goes first. Now, now that you didn't listen to her, now you got to deal with me, and mm-hmm. it's tougher. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I think we have to we have to be able to level the playing field in that aspect because, honest, I, slavery, all of that stuff plays a part in why we can't we are we we haven't held the men um, accountable because they've always been pulled away from the family, um, okay. even even today. I was, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You said slavery, and I was like, "Where, where he going with this one?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "I was like, I hope he gets to the point." But just, the, just the like, idea of the men being pulled away from the no, family. no, no. I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's a real good. That's a real good point. Yeah, but we just we we've always had the men pulled, and and even like I even think about today, uh, and that's why I'm so glad that Josh is a, um, a melanated daddy is the dad doula because. Advocating, and when he was talking earlier about advocating, I advocate so much for our teen dads because, just like any male, when the baby is b- born, the guy is pushed to the side, and so we have to advocate for that connection. Um, the importance of the male getting that connection in the first six months it's very critical. And what happens is the baby's born in the next six months. Oh, my mother-in-law is coming and I got this and he's good. He just needs to go to work. We got this taken care of. Well, he's never had the opportunity to create that bond. So now he turns, now the kid turns 16 and 16 year old like, daddy, why you don't? Well, I never had that opportunity to make that connection like that. Like I got a connection to showing you how to be a man, but I never made that connection to give you the nurturing that I can give you the way that I know how to give it. So I think there's, it's a lot. I think it's a lot of cultural change that, that needs to happen too. To go ahead, Josh, cause he's been waiting. But, but as a girl dad, right. Me and you have a different understanding as well. Right. Mm. What you said holds true period. But my connection with my daughters is as raw as it is because they won't accept anything less. Yeah. So understand I, I reached to my mama to get the affection and the nurturing and the love. And she, my mama was not equipped to give it to me. She just couldn't yeah. give it to me, right? I tell everybody, I, the, the, the quickest way for me to heal it from my mama was to realize that she could only do what God gave her the ability to do. Mm. He gave you the ability to teach me finances. Yeah. He gave you the ability to teach me about my credit score. He gave you the ability to teach me about business. And that was it. Yeah. Ooh. 
my wife had to pick up the nurturing mantle and say, baby, you're not nurturing our kids properly. Why? Well, what's nurturing? I don't know what that is. So how? Yeah. Oh, well, let's talk about it. Let's do it, right? Mm. So as a girl dad, I, I had to be, well, what my oldest was different. They demand what they want. So it's mm. daddy, I want a hug. Come here. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Baby love is different. I, my, my wife left me to fail. And when I say that, she didn't leave me. My, my, my wife said, here's your baby. Go figure it out. Yeah. Right? Because realistically speaking, if you don't have the, the, the those inferences or those instances to pull back from, I hear her cry now and I know what it is. Yeah. Instantly. <laughs> She's hungry. Come here. I know. You sleepy. Come here. And you, Bro, and you that, just that know. Fake lie, that fake cry. <laughs> you know, but, you, but you only know that from being in the space to learn it. Mm. Unfortunately, a lot of our fathers to be or fathers up and coming are not in the spaces. Yeah. So then you come in here as a weekend father talking about this kid is unruly. No, that kid don't know you. Yeah. The kid's not unruly. The kid is doing exactly what the kid is supposed to do. Mm. Your child <laughs> don't know you. Uh, bro, that, that's one of my biggest things. Yeah. And, and, and part of that doula is trying to correct the fact that this mama's baby, daddy, maybe scenario. I hate that. This is my baby too. Yeah. It's mama baby's daddy baby. We we here together. Yeah. We even if your dynamic is not a relationship, you yeah. better be a part of that baby life. Because statistics show you what happens when a father's not present. I mm. I can I can post a whole list of them on Instagram today. Like these are all the issues when the daddy ain't present. Even to the point with increased health issues. Wait, what? Yes, I saw the face, Josh. Increased health issues. Your your babies are more prone to get sick when they don't have the love and the nurture from both mommy and daddy. Yeah. To the mm. point proven, my daughter gets sick, I take my shirt off instantly, and it's skin to skin time. Come get on this skin. And within <laughs> minutes, that weight, that that hey, that temperature drops. And it's freaky how it works. I promise yeah. you, I still don't know how it works. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, we, we, need to, we need to have more advocate for fathers being fathers. And I hate this narrative of, Oh, you're a daddy when the baby get here. Somebody lied to you. Mm. The moment that woman got pregnant, you, you became, became a father. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you're not a father. You're a daddy. Because daddy's a personal relate. That's your baby. You're a daddy. So get in there and do what you got to do. So when you advocate for her, you advocate for your child. It's yeah. Different. It's different. People don't understand that. And it, oh, bothers me. it bothers me getting into these spaces. I be on Clubhouse all the time and I don't say nothing. Are you and still be on like, Clubhouse? Bro, I, I get on I get on like once a week to hear nonsense from dudes and I specifically get in rooms with blended families because I got one and rooms of dudes talking about oh my son is my son regardless if I'm there or not and I light it up on purpose. You're not finna like me, I don't care. But you owe that child more than what you talking about in this yeah. room. Yeah, you sound stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. the mother of my child, the mother of my child won't look. The mother of my child hated me for five years. My child is upstairs asleep right now. I, it's not about that. Yeah. It's about repairing the harm and doing what you got to do for your child. Mm. That's what it's about. That's good. I'm off my high horse. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. I was going to say, um, because, well, both of you guys, because you guys have older, older kids, and I'm just, uh, you, you said something, and, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the cries and things like that, and, I it flashed back to tonight because my my daughter was crying tonight and I was like oh that's a real cry. Uh, it was my fault. It was my fault. We was playing horsey uh, and I was I, I bucked her off and she flipped over the front and she hit her face and I was like oh 
That's, I was like, that's, that's, real. that's a real cry. That's a real cry. Yeah, that's a real cry. Oh, and so uh, she's fine. But um, <laughs> I, I was wondering, though, you know, at, what what does that look like as they get older? Because and, and I don't know, maybe it is still like you they still do cry or whine and things like that. And, you know, the difference. But what are some other things? You know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. like that you, you, you could tell the difference on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kev, you want to go first? Or you want me to go? Oh, you got it. You go first. I, I'll come back. No, no, number, number one for me is my presence equals protection for my children now. So whenever son, perfect example, baby love was at the doctor's office with the wife. It was like two days ago. And the whole time in the doctor, she had to call me on FaceTime so my daughter would stop crying. Dad, dad. And she was telling on the doctor. She can't even talk here. <laughs> okay, baby. What do you do? Okay. Well, let's come home then. It's the fact that I equal protection now, right? That mm-hmm. comes with relationship. Yeah. That comes with presence. That comes with time. Uh, number two, I, my wife had to teach me about the whining. I didn't know a whine was a was was an attempt to self soothe. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought whining, like stop whining, boy. I said baby, that's his attempt to regulate himself. Yeah. I said, oh, I didn't even know. Like I, I promise you, a lot of his parents stuff I learned from her. I don't, I don't take credit for none of it. I regurgitated, but I learned it from her. Um, but like the, the presence and the, and being in the space builds a connection that it's almost hard to explain. Right. Mm-hmm. So that same little girl who you just helped fall off her horsey, who's crying, will remember that five years from now. And when somebody looks at her the wrong way, daddy, get you're now protection all over again. But that comes with being in the space. Yeah. That comes with truly learning what advocating looks like, but bigger than that putting myself last and letting my kids see me as a, as somebody here strictly for them. My kids understand, mm-hmm. I don't care how mad I am at y'all, I don't care what dumb thing you just did two seconds ago. Yeah. If something goes wrong, you need to come tell me. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Boy. That, I, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, that. that's one of my, one of my biggest things personally is that just that calming voice. Even, even when it's, when it, when it's in, something, something just then blew up and I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. We, we, we could do this and it's just being that ste- that steady hand for them knowing that like hey like whatever happened you could talk to that um mm-hmm. but that, that's all i want to say i did want to ask you about the whining because you, you know what I'm saying your wife was saying the whining is self-soothing um but my daughter is almost three and we we don't tell her don't cry but it's just like hey like i i it's okay to cry but i need you to tell me what's going on like yeah. i can't help you when you're crying yeah. But sometimes so, so then I start asking same. questions. I'm like, okay, are you upset? She's like, yeah, okay, well, why are you upset? Because of go. this. Nah, 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 nah. Okay, okay, now we can figure it out. And it's not mm-hmm. shut up, stop yeah. crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some and sometimes you have to do the pause, right? So hey, whenever you get done and you you're 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 done, you know, whatever you're doing, come here. I want to talk to you. I really want to talk to you about how you're feeling, like, you know, and things like that. So definitely, because that's how we did with whining. We was like, dude, you can whine all day, but I don't understand what you what you need until you're able to talk. And so we would revisit. But at the same token, sometimes whining is all they have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I've learned with my daughter, uh, my eight-year-old, my she's eight years old, she can talk all she needs to. When she gets into those places of hyperventilating, rage, anger, sadness, whatever it is, we have to pull out a wheel. Mm. Hey, point to what you're feeling. Hey, where, where you get that wheel at? I'm just... Oh, this is a melanated mama products. Mm. Yeah, but how much? It, I mean, it don't matter how much it costs. I need one. Okay, I said less. After this, she said she got you. She right here. Yeah. She got you. Uh, but realistically, because when, 
And my children have my anger. So let me lead with that. When I get to a point, I don't hear or see anything. I see red. That's me. My daughter upstairs, the eight-year-old, well, both of them have it differently. One gets violent, one gets silent. And you have to learn how to maneuver that. And baby love downstairs, when she get mad, it's over. She mad. Kingston don't, don't do this. He's the one who whines. He whines, but he don't get over. Kingston is our shame for a reason. He don't get mad. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, <laughs> so hey, hey, if you're going to be chiming in, you're going to get on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Being completely transparent, right? There's moments when they get so worked up, they can't say nothing. Yeah. yeah. All you is, and, it, it, and, I, and, I, and I relate to that because that's me. I get it. Mm -hmm. I used to, as a child, I would get so mad, I would break things on purpose and dare you to try me so I could break you. I was waiting for the opportunity, right? So I understand that. So even like perfect example, last night, my daughter ran out of clean panties, came down mad. Daddy, I don't want to sleep without panties on, baby. It, it's two o'clock in the morning. You're already asleep. Um, what do you want me to do? It's two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Daddy, I want panties. Oh, baby, I get it. Okay. Let's walk upstairs because you're going to wake the baby up. Let's talk about it. Walked her upstairs. I said, baby, what do you want me to do? Out of her mouth. And it caught me off guard just flawlessly. I want to cuddle. <laughs> Sorry. We're, we're, we're talking about panties, baby. <laughs> I want to cuddle. And she was, uh, matter of fact, this is what I want. Give it to me. It's so a I deep voice for my, me. That's why I climbed. <laughs> well, so her, her, her voice is raspy. So no, no, I, I got it. But... Uh, <laughs> But I, I climbed in that little twin size bed without breaking it. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I'm still amazed that that didn't break. Anyway, I climbed in that twin side and I held her for 30 seconds. My daughter was knocked out. That's what's up. That, and that only happened because enough of these exercises gave her coping mechanisms to make it work. Yeah. I know in this moment I'm too mad to color. It's too late to do anything else. Just hold me and let me fall asleep. Yeah. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. She was asleep. She woke up this morning, got her panties, and forgot all that ever happened. Yeah. Learning our children to this degree is our job. Mm. And you can only do that by being present. If you're not there, and I'm not talking about weekend present, no, no shade to weekend dads. If that's the best you can get, I got you. Cool. But that intentional daily purpose yeah. in presence is key. Yeah. I got another story, but I'll talk too much. So I'm going to shut up and let y'all talk. <laughs> but no, absolutely. I think Kev starts saying, yeah, yeah. That means he ready to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, I think that's definitely the key. Because like with Kendall, it's just watching who she is. Well, who is she developing to become? And I think the problem is we don't know who we are as parents. So we can't mm -hmm. direct our kids who they are. Because who our kids are is really a DNA imprint of who we are. So it's mm -hmm. oftentimes like I, we see Kendall, like Kendall had her last uh, volleyball game today. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're in, you know, wifey is getting upset because, you know, they supposed to be warming up. She's supposed to be, you know, serving and hitting the ball, but she's just over there just chilling. And wifey's getting upset. And I'm just like, yeah, that's something that I probably would have been doing at her age at, you know what I mean? So I think um, the most important thing, um, Josh said it's like we really need to learn our kids there is no such thing to like you know everybody's like oh you got a teenager you know she's gonna do xyz I'm like not my house like sit in your room all day I'm coming in your room like what's up like I'm getting in your business because you're my kid 
And if you're not having any connect, you can have a connection on YouTube all day, but you need to have a connection with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fight to have that connection. And I think parents don't realize that you used to be a middle school little kid too. Like mm-hmm. you wanted to go to the school school football games. You you wanted to do anything to hang out with your friends, but not hang out with your parents. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So you have to make a decision. Am I going to be that parent that's got all the kids hanging out at your house? Are you taking them, you yep. know, wherever they want to go? Or are you going to be that parent that's sending your kid? Mm-hmm. Or you going to be that parent that your kid's upset with you because you won't allow them to be a teenager or a kid and, and socialize as they should be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's where we have to kind of mature and grow as parents. Like we need to be present for our kids, but we can't, it was just like, man, we, Delina and I went to the park to have lunch one day, Cute. baby kids playing on the perga- playground with the parents Oh, mm-hmm. sitting in the car, looking out the window Making sure, like, you need to be on the playground with your kids. You need mm-hmm. to be engaged with your kids. You took them to the park, but you need to in, engage with them at the park. And so I think a lot of parenting um, woes will be healed if we pull back and we say, hey, I'm going to be present. I'm going to love my kid for who they are. I'm going to meet my kid where they are, and I'm going to help them where they need to be. I think our biggest frustration with Kendall is we see so much potential. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so... Is it her fault? No, absolutely not. It's my duty to say, how can I get this potential to great? How can I get mm-hmm. this potential into actually Good. forming? And I can't be frustrated. I can't be frustrated with her because I'm not doing my job. Can I give you the cheat code mm-hmm. to answer that question? You just love her. Ultimately speaking, my job is not to do anything other than to love you like God loves you. And when I love you perfectly the way God is and the way God has loved me, flaws and all, I'm present, I'm in your business, I show you I love you, I do the things that I wanted as a child, your purpose, your pr- everything is going to grow the way it's supposed to. The Bible tells us to train the child in the way that they should go. It doesn't say force the child. It doesn't mm. say remind the child. Mm. It doesn't say beat the child over the head until it happens. Well, it's train. Baby, this is this this is the way to go. You choose what you do. Yep. And, and I, so, I'm training so, you. And so with with that, the training, mm-hmm. I have to be also responsible in the training. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's where we are now. Like, I'm sorry, but the you know, seven o'clock, all internet is gonna be turned off. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we do have to step in and intervene. And mm-hmm. I and I just want to make sure we know that, yeah, we gotta love them. But we do got to get in there and be like, yo, you need to put that. And so that's where we are, Josh, right now. We're at the point where, oh, we love her to death. And we, bro, we allow her to do whatever God (laughs) is in her mind to do. But you can't say at the same time, faith without works. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you want to be this, but you're not working towards it. And so that's frustration for a parent. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, the frustration needs to leave. And we say, how do we help them get to where they need to be? And I think that's where I was coming from, from our side of it. Mm-hmm. Was, bro, we love you to death, but uh, this guitar I just bought, this piano you got, mm-hmm. these lessons we paying for. Bro, like, can't bring up this guitar and this piano every bro, week. Because, because, <laughs> because I'm so mad. And, and, the, and I'm not mad about it. I'm just trying to show the level of how much mm-hmm. we're behind our kid. Like, yeah. 
I and I want people to like I see so many parents that be like, I can't afford it. You can get behind your kid and help your kid become what God called them to be. Right. But at the same time, I can't go and buy these things and pay for these things and not hold her accountable. Mm. Kid, what you're talking about is called boundaries. It's called boundaries. That's what you're talking about. My wife is killer at this. And I talk so much mess about that fluffy parenting, right? I always do. It's just something I do. It's just funny. But my wife has exercised her boundary perfectly. It was the other day. Marley was going ham. Marley, here's my boundary. I need you to move. <laughs> I, I promise you, she ain't say nothing else. Marley just stomped off, had a whole fit. That's my boundary. Here's my boundary. Wi-Fi goes off at seven. That's my boundary. Yeah. I love you. I know you got stuff to do. I can make it. I can make changes if necessary. Hey, but I'm not doing my homework. You got 30 more minutes for the Wi-Fi. That's different. Yeah. Boundaries can be adjusted as needed. But love and boundaries go hand in hand. I tell people all the time, man, I just want to raise this perfect child and just let them do what they want to do. That's cool if that's what you want to do. But there's a level of boundary setting that has to happen to train anything. You don't train a dog by saying, hey, just go run around and do what you want to do. Yeah. I set boundaries for that dog and they understand this is a boundary. I have mm-hmm. to learn that. Absolutely. Now, now, not to compare our children with dogs. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is with Agape love or that unconditional love built in there has to be boundaries. Mm-hmm. My boundary for my daughters, don't touch me until you ask for permission. I'm teaching consent. Look here. You can't touch me until I say yes. You can want it all you want, but you got to ask first yeah. and vice versa. I Come here, give me a hug. Can I have a hug? Yeah. Okay, cool. And because I need you to understand this. Right, right. My whole thing is protection. If it's anything yeah. I'm gonna teach my kids is protection. All the other stuff, I leave that to the wife to tell me to teach it, and then I go at it. <laughs> like, like right now, we're preparing for this sex talk, and I'm not ready. But oh. I have to get ready. Right. Oh. So I get it, right? And my wife was like, babe, you gotta get okay. Okay, let me, let me, let me get ready. I don't wanna have it. My girls are princesses. You don't need to know. No, the rule, the truth of it is the they boundary know. has to be if you're gonna learn anything about this. It's going to come from this house. Yeah, Them little boys ain't going to tell you what you need. No, I'm going to tell you what you need to know. Right? Yeah. So in all this love we give, cool, but make your boundaries fit. Because if you don't have boundaries, your kids won't understand what a boundary is. Mm. And then that's how we get kids who are so misinformed and lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. They didn't learn it at home first. Lost in the sauce. Hey, but we almost reached my boundary on this podcast. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm gonna just. <laughs> you messed up by putting me and Kev together. No, 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 no. So, so, so here, so here, here's actually what it is. I, I, I've actually been thinking about this for about five minutes, but I'm just letting y'all talk <laughs> because I, I'm aware of who's on here, and I know if I tell you now that yo, we about to end this, I still got about ten more minutes. Because I'm be like, hey, Josh, let me get, let me get you, let me get your last point. Kev, let me get your last point, and then after Kev give his last point, Josh is gonna be like, you know what that's called, Kev. That's called, that's called faith. And then Josh gonna go on to a story about that, and then Kev gonna have a comment. And I'm gonna be like, "That's it. That's you know what I'm saying." Like I already know. I'm happy you understand this early. I'm so happy, <laughs> right? Because I was already sitting here like, "Yeah, boundaries." No, I know because I can hear you, Kev. I, I know, I know when Kev want to say something because he be, when we, I know, I know the look, I know the sound. Kev be like, "Yeah, that's that's good." Now when Kev will start saying, "That's good. That's good." He, he about to come in and he needs to finish. <laughs> I like it. 
But see, look. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. Anyways, Josh, man, get us out of here, ish. You messing up. That's the wrong thing to tell me to do. Um, we been I talking mean, about a lot. Look, I know how to push in, in on the podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> all in all, we done talked about a lot. Right. Yeah, I still don't know what the this this goes back to the same thing last time. I was like, what we call this podcast? Daddy Talk One on One. We just talking. (laughs) Call this Dad Talk One on Two. I support that. I'm trying to use some searchable terms here. (laughs) I'm trying to get the analytics up. I I guess for me, if I have to leave you with any, I'm gonna say two things because we didn't talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, Number one, heal your trauma so your children don't have to deal with your trauma. And number two, listen to black women. Now, if you don't have a black woman, listen to the woman you with. But for me, it's listen to black women because that's all I got. Um, because a, a, a large part of my healing came through the women I'm with. And not just my wife, my daughters. When my grandmother passed, my daughters nursed me through that. Yeah, it, was the, that. it was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. I tried not to cry and they wouldn't let me run. Come here, daddy. We're going to sit here until you get it all out. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. So um, heal, heal, heal your traumas before your kids have to and listen to black women. KB. Man, I really don't have anything at the end of this because it's just like, again, so what? many great nuggets. Like, mm-hmm. um, love, love your kids, man. Like, seriously. Like, I'll... 20, 2020, 2021 take a lot out of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were able to step back and kind of reclaim some time. As we get back to life, like, love your kids. Love your kids. Yeah, the quote, unquote, get back to life. <laughs> I really love your kids. And, and, and watch this. Not even that. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard for you to love your kids when you don't love yourself. It's hard for you to be able to give um, conscious discipline when you don't love yourself. It's hard for you to have a great relationship with your kid if you don't love yourself. And so, um, and and I'm seeing this now as I step into this youth pastor's role and talking to some parents, you know, and a lot of the issues is not the kid, it's you not taking time for yourself. And so we have to really take time for ourselves so we can properly raise and train our own kids Mm -hmm. and not let them uh, be the brunt of our um, our our trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh, I was just thinking about you said your your mom was a principal. My mom was a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I had to train myself when my mama come home. I ain't asking nothing Mm -hmm. at least 30 to 45 minutes. So she could get whatever happened at the school out of her system. And now I can have a relationship or talk with her. But I shouldn't have to do that as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Because as an as a kid, the parents should have to have some regulation. So when they come and talk to me or have a relationship with me at that moment, it's not escalated. So love yourselves, take care of yourselves, make sure you're in the right place to parent. No, oh, that's good. I'm surprised at y'all, man. I thought that was gonna take a lot longer. Uh, but I saw look, I saw Josh's face. He's like, oh, really? Oh, really? Um, yo, that's it, man. Yo, this really has been a dope episode. Um, on a lighter note, yo, if y'all are in the area, I'm not talking about you guys, but I'm talking about people in podcast land. But if you're in the area, uh, this Halloween. Uh, if you want to swing through, we're giving out candy. If you look for the 10-foot Santa on an elephant, that's my house. 
Uh, and then I got a black Santa that's seven feet tall. Yeah, pull up. It don't matter. <laughs> hey, Mr. Cool. I bro, I got a 10-foot Santa on an elephant, and then I got a seven-foot black Santa. So yeah, we're foot. giving out candy. Yeah. I, what sorry, the cat just pulled up to my, my back door <laughs> and started me out. <laughs> I was like, who is outside, bro? Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that man, that's it. That's all. Yo, I appreciate you guys, man. Um, Josh, thanks for jumping on here, bro. Uh, we we had another show, but the homie didn't come through, and Josh was like, Hey, say less. And so now <laughs> him and wife about to go get that workout in and be accountable uh to each other. And uh, we appreciate you guys. But everybody else like the podcast. What'd you say, Josh? You trying to get out of it? I was asking if we still was just double checking with the with the <laughs> I don't make no decisions. I thought <laughs> What we do? Uh, okay, bro, you, yeah, you sound like me in my house. You know what I'm saying? I, I tell my wife, you know what I'm saying? If if it's like a business decision, she can make it. But if we we in the streets, I, I got it. She, <laughs> you got my, it. My wife, my wife from the country, she don't know nothing about nothing. And so I, <laughs> I, she don't know nothing about nothing. And, and I, that's not a hate on country folks. I'm just saying my wife don't know nothing about nothing. Like if she, has five, she might not make it. But anyways, everybody else, man, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast. Uh, Josh said that he wants to be the number one listen to episode and he got some work to do because we, we, we got some runners out there. He's number five right now on the last episode. He's number five. The difference is I got two episodes. Oh. But you but you don't know how many Terry got. Uh, but you still got to add both mine together. <laughs> Terry got three. Terry can have three. That makes me number two then. Uh, no, nah, it makes me number three. three. DJ got three. DJ got four. DJ got four. Oh, because so here's what happened. DJ was in on, the, on like the second episode. He was like, hey, bro, you want to come through real quick? That's we got a little podcast. You know what I'm saying? Can you get on here? All in all, I I, I, I have a faith base that teaches me hmm. that what God has for me is for you. It's for me. <laughs> and slot number one. Is indeed for me. I'm gonna bring you back again. This ain't the last time, y'all. Don't know. Hey, right. hey man, let y'all be great, man. Take care. God bless. We out of here. Yeah.